Welcome to the Warrior Women Project podcast, helping you become a warrior woman, sort your shit and find better balance in your life. Hi, this is Warrior Woman Jen here and I am recording the second last episode of the year and I decided to get the woman who is the behind the scenes of my behind the scenes, Kelly, um, who is of even keel ops and she lives over in Myrtle Beach in the United States of America. So I got Kelly on to have a chat with her and find out a little bit more about who she is and what it is she does. Because she helps many more women than I do with their businesses. And it turns out that she also helps people mostly from around the world rather than from her own back garden in the United States. So we had a really good chat. It was so lovely to actually speak to her in person for a change and to get to hear a little bit more um, that I don't get to hear when we communicate through emails because it's all very business related. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and I will see you on the other side. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Sounds good. I have Kelly on the podcast today who is my VA, so she's my virtual assistant. And she lives over in the United States of America because I like to obviously employ local. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were introduced through mutual friends in a Facebook group. And I had to put a request out saying, is there anybody, can anybody recommend somebody that can help me with? I can't even remember what the, the request was. And I think three or four people in the group all put your name forward. So I emailed you and I was like, this is what I need done. And you were like, yep, no problem, that's it. And then within like three days, everything that was on my list was done. I was like, this woman's amazing. <laughs> you are my hero. So thank you so much. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. So welcome to the podcast, Kelly. So why don't thank you, you explain a bit in a bit more detail about who you are and what it is that you actually do? Okay. Well, I, of course, am Kelly, um, and I'm a virtual assistant slash online business manager. And for most of my clients currently, I help with podcast stuff. I edit podcasts and I upload podcasts and I help um, create graphics and stuff. But I also do some backend website editing on WordPress sites. Um, I've done meeting notes, like transcription of notes for meetings. I've done all kinds of things. Um, My clients have a request for something that they um, need backend help with. And I'm just try to make the magic happen. (laughs) You do make magic happen. (laughs) Sometimes when I send a list of things through to you and I'm like, oh, this is going to take our hours to do. And then you send me through the report and I'm like, that took our five minutes. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. It doesn't usually take very long, but that's why I do what I do because I know that my clients, um, their strengths are, they lie somewhere else and my strengths lie within, you know, the technology and getting things done in the back end. And so um, that's why I kind of do what I do so that I can help them be successful at what they do. Yeah, I think it's really important for, particularly for business owners who are starting out and they're entrepreneurs and, oh, I can hear your dog. <laughs> yes, they, he just got under the bed, so he should be quiet now. <laughs> We've had dog guests on the podcast before. Um, <laughs> as small business owners, we try and do everything by ourselves. Like we try and run the website, we try and run social media, and we try and be customer service and front face and everything, everything, everything. And as much as we are amazing human beings, we are not superhuman and knowing where your strengths are and where you can just go, somebody else is better to do this, has made my business 
actually move forward. I mean, this po- podcast would never exist if you didn't do what you did because I would never have sat down and tried to work out what that RSS feed was and what this was and what that was. I would have just gone too difficult and it would have just never materialized. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, it's no problem. And I love doing the back. I'd rather be behind the business than actually I have my own business, but I don't like to be the face of a business so much. Yeah. I'd rather be behind the, the behind the scenes person um, that makes stuff happen for the person in front of the scenes. Yeah. So what got you to doing this kind of work and why virtual assistant rather than just one assistant to one Um, So I had helped several, um, I had worked in the corporate world, you know, helping several of my bosses get things done and um, just the behind the scenes person for them. But in the corporate world, you only matter to your boss and the rest of the company sees you as a number, not really a face. And you know, you're replaceable, easily replaceable. And so I wanted to take my skill set and my knowledge and I wanted to help people um, just grow their own businesses so that I could help multiple people and I could learn things um, as I did it because I help, I work for all kinds of different clients yourself. And then I, you know, I've worked for some web designers and marketing people and just at all kinds of different um, businesses. So it's very interesting to me and it helps keep my brain um, from being bored. <laughs> um, just learning all kinds of different things about different people's businesses and what they do and just helping them um, make their businesses successful. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's such a good skill set to have, and everybody is so different. So, yes, they really are. Um, and it's that's what makes it interesting, though. What I do is working with all of the different people um, because you know, it's not doing the same thing over and over every day for the same person. I kind of get to do a little bit here for this person, a little bit here for this person and a little bit here for this person. And there's such different tasks and different personalities. It makes, it makes it really interesting to do what I do. Yeah. You'd have to be super organized. And yes. And that comes naturally to me on the whole organization thing. If things feel disorganized, I feel a little crazy and out of control. So organization to me is, you know, it keeps me grounded and keeps me, keeps me focused. And so um, I know that some people aren't the same way. And so I like to help those people as much as I can with my organization skills um, because otherwise my family is like, um, give it a rest. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I have to be organized for my stuff, but I only have to be organized to a certain point because I need to be able to turn up and show up and deliver a class. But because you've got different clients doing lots of different things, right? What is your biggest challenge around what you do? Um, I think my biggest challenge around what I do is currently the time differences because most of my clients um, work in countries other than the United States. And so the biggest challenge is the time difference, you know, um, especially around when the time changes, when daylight savings time starts or ends, it can get so confusing. Um, (laughs) Trying to keep up with who's at what time and is it the middle of the night or is it morning or is it afternoon? And really that's the biggest challenge for me is, is keeping up with those time differences um, across the world. Yeah. How have you ended up with so many clients across the world rather than based in the States? Um, I have just made connections through Facebook groups with people that are not necessarily in the United States. And then those people, you know, they 
word of mouth and referral is my biggest driver of clients to my business. And so those people will say, oh, I know somebody that could really use your help. And of course, they're not in the United States because I've connected with these people outside of the United States. And yeah. so my business is, um, I do a lot of work for people outside of the United States, actually. And it's, I didn't set out to do that. Um, it just kind of happened that way. <laughs> and do you find what you do, because your business is virtual and your clients are all over the world, does that get lonely? Um, I don't. No, I'm an introvert. So I actually prefer um, to be kind of at home. And like I said, behind the scenes, um, comfortable. Um, and as an introvert, it's, it, it doesn't get lonely. It's, it's just where I thrive, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm quite introverted. I'm strange because I'm quite an introverted extrovert. Like mm -hmm. I love teaching my classes and I love being in front of people. But the way I recharge is to be by myself and be introverted and just downtime and quiet time. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't like really being in front of people. <laughs> I get nervous even before this, even though I've worked with you and we've worked together for a long time, it makes me nervous to think about getting on, um, a face-to-face, -face, um, kind of conversation, either in person or in video. It always makes me a little bit nervous. So I, I enjoy and thrive working in the virtual assistant, communicating by email. I'm much better at the written word than I am at speaking. So, yeah. um, it's where my strengths are. Yeah. And have you ever found that that discomfort has stopped you from pushing forwards? Oh, it definitely has. There have definitely been times where I think to myself, I, this is, this is so far out of my comfort zone. I think I'm just, I'm not going to do it. And I guess that's one of the benefits and maybe the downfalls of having your own businesses. There's nobody behind you saying, get it done. Um, but also when you feel so far out of your comfort zone, you can kind of just step back and say, that's not for me. So you live by the beach, don't you? I do live by the beach. Um, it's about five minutes away from my house, and I love it. How long have you lived by the beach? Um, so in March, we'll be going on our sixth year here in um, by the beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina in the United States, um, and it's great. I love it here, except for hurricane season. It's a little stressful um, during hurricane season, but other than that, we love living here. Yeah, and um, where did you live before that? I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is um, about four hours inland from the beach. So it was quite a long drive to get to the ocean that I love so much. Um, and it was a big city. And so we decided um, we had a daughter and she was going to start school. And we decided we didn't really want her to go to school in the city. Um, we, we wanted a smaller kind of town atmosphere where she could go to school and make friends and kind of grow up with the people that she started school with. So that's why we ended up here. Yeah. And what was that transition like to go from city to, to beach life for you? It was great. Um, city life is a little bit stressful. Um, and that's where I worked in the kind of in the corporate world too. And just leaving that all behind was wonderful. I had gotten really sick. Um, at the end of my corporate life, I had gotten really sick just from stress and uh, being on all the time. And I decided that not only did I not want my daughter to go to those schools, I didn't want that for myself. Um, I'd done that for 12 years and I was kind of done being the corporate type person and I was ready for a change. And so it felt really great and kind of um, relieved, relieved to, to get out of the big city and to get here um, where things move at a much, much slower pace. <laughs> 
yeah it's amazing the number of people that work in corporate that end up burning like burning out basically because yes you, you go into that rat race and end up working way more hours than anybody should work mm-hmm. for whatever reason that you think that it's a smart idea to do it to the point where you get sick and then you have to go my health's more important yes and that's exactly what happened my my health was way more important than the job or the money or the time off or all of the things or the benefits so-called benefits that the corporate life offers my health was way more important and I have um since we moved here, I've been so much more healthy. I've been to the emergency room and the doctor less and I get sick less. And it's just, um, it's a, it's a much better place to be personally for myself. Yeah. So your health is the health concerns that you had when you were in the city, are they all now away? Yes. Um, so I ended, I ended up in the hospital. I had like ulcers in my stomach and all the way down my esophagus. And I was in the hospital for like seven days and I, made the decision while I was in the hospital. I said, you know, I'm going to have to take time off anyway. Let's just, let's just use the savings that we have and just make things happen. Um, and that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. So what does your partner do? Um, he is a cook. So he oh, works wow. at, yeah, he works at restaurants and, um, it's great except for, I kind of wish he'd cook for me a little bit more <laughs> and other people a little bit less because cooking is not my, is not my thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like my, my partner's a massage therapist and you think, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. But he does that all day. So by the time he comes home at the end that's of the right. day, it's like, I don't like to ask. I'm like, oh, can I get a wee? Right. <laughs> and he's like, do, do I have, have to? to? Exactly. That's ex- enough. <laughs> you cannot, yours will be the same. Like, that's right. That's yeah. exactly right. He's cooked all day when he gets home. You know, he doesn't feel like standing in the kitchen and cooking some more. And so I... um. I do my best to make, uh, <laughs> make, make something passable, um, to eat. Um, but like I said, cooking is not my thing. Um, so it is what it is, but we, I make it happen. Um, just so, because like it, like you said, when he gets home, you don't, you know, he doesn't want to, and I don't want, I feel bad requesting, Hey, can I have this big delicious meal? Yeah. Sorry, you spent all day cooking, but I'm hungry too. <laughs> <laughs> you need to feed your family first. It's not enough to make the money. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so if you had any other sort of significant changes like that, other than the corporate career change and moving from city to beach? Um, I don't think, not really. Um, that was kind of the biggest risk and the biggest change in my life in years. Um, I, I kind of followed a routine and I did the same thing. I had worked at the same place for 12 years, um, just, you know, going to work every day and coming home and being the same person that I'd always been. And so when I tell people the crazy story that I just got sick and we just up and decided to move to the beach, they're like, really, (laughs) really, you did that? You weren't scared? Um, No, it just felt right. Um, And it was a huge change. And then, you know, we got here and I have a routine and, you know, we do school and I do, you know, mother things and I do my work and, and it's just a much more relaxed atmosphere. And so I don't really crave the risk taking or the change it's it's not really something that I do a lot of um but at some point you you reach a point where you got to make things happen um one way or another yeah for sure and did you find when you moved um to Myrtle Beach that you could find like yourself a community and a network like so you've got friends and stuff like that did you easily find that 
I didn't easily find it um, just being so introverted, but I was here for about a year and a half, almost two years. And I was kind of lonely um, just because it was just me and, you know, our daughter and my significant other. And, you know, you're lonely because you want kind of a connection with people outside of that immediate family unit. And so my daughter was taking karate classes and I kind of spent a couple of weeks like scoping out the other mothers there. And I was like, okay, this is the mother that I'm going to approach and be friends with. And so, you know, it kind of, I approached her and we had a play date and we've had some other women join into our group. And so it took a while, but, um, the local connections, the people that I've made connections with here feel much closer and stronger than the ones I had in the city. Now that I kind of took that leap and put myself out there. Um, and so, you know, I, I see these people at the grocery store. It's really a small town. Um, during the summer, it feels much bigger because all of the tourists come in and they're here for holiday and there's just so many people. But during the winter, you realize it's really a small town and you see people, you know, hi, hi, you know, at the grocery store. And you never, I never had in the big city that never, um, that was never the case. Yeah, I think lots of people like, I live in the city in Glasgow, but Glasgow as a city is relatively small. I mean, Scotland is pretty small. We've only got 5 million people that live right. in Scotland, so it's pretty small. And when people move here, like most of my friends are not from Glasgow. Most of my friends are not even Scottish. I've got friends from Canada, from um, Ireland, from England. My boyfriend's Polish. Like there's just this whole different con- connection. And we've all become friends in adulthood because yes. from moving about, I, I lived overseas, I lived in Australia, and then I came back, but I'd lost contact with people that I'd grown up with. And mm-hmm. I've found, and I know a lot of my friends have found that finding friends as an adult can be quite challenging. It can be, it is, yes. Because it's scary to walk up to somebody and be like, hi, can I be your friend? <laughs> <laughs> It really is. I watch my daughter. She's nine and she'll just go to the playground and she'll pick somebody and they'll just play for hours. I'm like, oh, that looks so easy. Um, But as an adult, you're right. Walking up to a buddy and saying, you know, hey, let's be friends. It it is. um, It's it's hard. (laughs) And one of you has to be has to be the one that says, do you want to go for a coffee or do you want to? And if you're the one that has got nobody, you have to be the one that puts the big girl pants on and first and be like, all right, I'm going to actually ask this. It's a little bit easier now with social media because I don't know if you've got that there, but there's little like Glasgow Girls Club and um, right. Girl Crew and stuff like that. I've got networking specifically for women who want to make friends or women who want to connect in business and things like that. And it can be a little bit, mm-hmm. that can take a bit of the pressure off. But if you've not it's, got it. It's like asking for a first date. Yeah. <laughs> it's you're scared they're gonna say no and you're nervous and then you know are we gonna get along when we actually meet up for our coffee individually yeah it's it's kind of like dating <laughs> and then what if you don't like them and they're yeah. like oh we must do this again and you're like no and you're like oh no do I have to why did I do this yes it's or you're a bit the, like dating or you're the one that's going oh I, I, I want to speak to him again and then they never contact you again <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so awkward (laughs) making friends an adult is so awkward yes it is yeah but I think it's something that we need to get better at doing because Mm -hmm. more and more people are moving around and people are going into business by themselves and even with social media we've become more isolated because you spend more time on your phone and you don't oh yeah 
you don't speak to the persons maybe sitting in the coffee shop at the next table or whatever because you've lost that communication. You're, you're, you're looking at your phone. You're not like making eye contact and looking yeah. around. Yes, that is so true. I Sometimes I put down my phone and I just watch everybody else than they are. It's uh, constantly, they're on their phones. Yes, it, it's easy. It's an easy way not to um, have to interact with people, especially as an introvert. It's easy to pick up my phone and, and put my face in it so that I don't have to put myself out there. So sometimes I purposely put down the phone or put it away um, just to just to put myself out there a little bit more. Yes, taking yourself to the edge of your comfort zone. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about comfort zones and what they were saying is your comfort zone isn't somewhere that you're actually that comfortable because you're not particularly happy there. And mm -hmm. when you you know that if you make that step or make that connection or have a conversation with somebody, that's what's going to make you happy. But it's just that wee transition point in between. So the, com the elusive comfort zone is actually not. Right. It is not. You're right. The comfort zone is not comfortable. You're right. Now that I think about that, it makes me think a little bit more about comfort zones. And when you're in yours, you're just kind of in a bubble and you're not really happy. You're just yeah. comfortable and content. But um who wants to live like that? You want to be happy. So yeah, you kind of got to put yourself out there sometimes. Yeah. I found that was a really useful and really interesting way to look at it. It was like, yeah. it was a wee light bulb moment for me when they said that. I was like, oh yeah, that's so true. And I wish I could remember who it was so I could credit them for that piece of information. <laughs> so you rebranded your business not long ago. I did. Last year, I went um, from 3K VA services to um, Even Keel Ops. And I think it's just because I felt like um, there were so many people out there calling themselves virtual assistants. Um, and I prefer to be in the operations side of a business. And I liked the ops term better. Um, operations, you know, the behind the scenes operations of a business are where I thrive. And so I thought that better suited um, the operations term better suited my business than actual the virtual assistant did. Although I still do lots of virtual assistant type work, um, I felt that operations kind of made it stand out a little bit more and better, and it felt better for what I do. Yeah. So what would, what is the difference then between virtual assistant type stuff and operations type stuff? Um, I think when it comes to op virtual assistant in my mind is you give a task to somebody and they kind of just do the task and they send it back. Um, when I think about operations, I think of a business owner coming to kind of an operations type person and saying, this is what I need help with. Can you give me some ideas? Um, what would you do if it was you? Kind of more, less of just passing off work and getting, you know, sending work back and more of a an interaction between two business owners and exchange of ideas and, and trying to help people um, by, you know, giving, sharing my knowledge with them about um, behind the scenes operations of a business. Yeah. So it's more helping. The yeah. More helping yeah. the growth and nurturing of a business rather than just the, the mundane admin. Right. That's exact. Admin. Yes, definitely. And I can do the mundane admin tests and I don't mind doing them, but I also like to be able to say to somebody, you know, I see you want this task done this way. What if we did this instead? Or, you know, or if they like, sometimes you come to me and you say, what do you think about this? And I love to be able to kind of work it out in my brain and work through whatever you've asked me and kind of give you the answers back and hope that they help you um, see things kind of in a different way when it comes to looking at your business. Yeah. Yeah. That's very often. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know what to do with this, Kelly. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that I love to be able to help with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, there is no doubt that I will probably be sending you more work. Well, I look forward to it. I always enjoy getting your emails full of questions because they kind of challenge me to put my brain to work a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me sit down with Jen's email here and look at it question, you know, point by point and kind of figure out um, what she needs to do or where I can help her. And I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy that aspect of my business. Yeah, I think anything that you can help people. So you obviously do a lot that, of stuff that helps back the background stuff with me so that I can then help people do yes stuff and it's that nice little circle and nice little ripple effect mm -hmm. those people that are being helped can then go and help somebody else and somebody else and it's just yes it is it's the helping people and that's another reason that I got into running my own business because I like to I just like to be able to help people um you know it's something that I love to be able to do and if I can help them do something that helps somebody else, it's even better. It's like a pay it forward kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you, what are you hoping that happens for the future of your business and for the growth of it? That's a great question. It's a little bit up in the air right now. As the year um, came to an end, I realized that I was focusing on things. Um, like I said earlier, my business is very referral driven, referral driven. Yeah. And I was focused on social media and focused on building a list and writing blog posts and trying to get people to come to my website. And they did, but they didn't ever really convert into um, clients. So after the holiday madness is over, I'm going to sit down and kind of figure out for 2019 how I, um, how I, how I move forward. Um, Cause you know, website, website visits are great. Uh, but if they don't convert into clients or people that want to work with you, it, yeah. it kind of just feels like you're, you know, using all of your energy and then not getting much in return. Yeah. And so for 2019, I need to focus more on how I, um, build my referral business and get, you know, and get more people interested that way and how I reach out to those people as opposed to just, you know, people that clicked on an image on Pinterest and ended up on my website reading a blog post and, you know, then they go on to the next blog post. So yeah. I kind of need to, that's where I'm going, you know, looking at trying to figure out for 2019, how I focus more on um, my clients individually, as opposed to all of these people that, you know, don't really um, want or need my services. They like the knowledge that I can provide and I like being able to provide it, but it kind of drains me. And yeah. so I need to find a way to focus more on my clients that are existing so that when they refer somebody to me, I may, you know, they're able to say this person's great. Um, yeah. And, you know, you need to reach out to them kind of thing. And so that when that those people reach out to me, how do I how do I connect with them in a better way than just some random person on the internet, you know, clicking around? Yeah. Yeah. I think when you deliver a service in the way we do, the referrals are so important because yes. I'm, I'm like that with my website. I've got the website and the social media and people come on to it and look at it, but there's a million other people that do yoga and Pilates and massage. Like there's a million other virtual assistants and it's how do we pick the right one? It always yep. goes by referral it's always oh such and such knows a good person or whatever because I mean I've passed your details on to loads of people I don't know how yes. many of them have reached out contacted you but yeah. I'm always like oh because people are always like how do you how do you do your podcast and I went um I record it and then I send it to Kelly <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
and I and I and some of those people that you've sent to me, I've turned into into clients, which wow. is where I, you know, realize that referrals is the best way to move forward with my business. I just have to figure out how to leverage that. Yeah. Um. In 2019. Yeah. Yeah. We will see. We will do your best. I will do my best. <laughs> anybody you send my way is always appreciated. They're always <laughs> so nice and they are so interesting. Um, and I love talking to them. <laughs> yeah. I, I only, um, I only pass your details on the nice people. <laughs> <laughs> and if listening to this, it's like, I've never heard from any of this person. She must not like me. <laughs> but that's not the case at all. That is not yeah, the case at all. No. So if anybody's listening to this just now and is thinking, I really need Kelly services, I really need help from Kelly, what is the best way for them to contact you? The best way to contact me is by email, especially um, since if they're listening to this, they're probably located in a different time zone. Um, <laughs> so um, the best way to reach out to me is by email, just because the time zone difference, like you said, it's two o'clock where you are. It is nine o'clock where I am yeah. in the morning. So um, and that's Kelly at evenkeelops.com, which you can put a link to in your little yeah, show notes. And then when yeah. I post the episode, I'll copy and get it all up there. <laughs> highlight it, make sure everything. Highlight it, made. make it bold and big, flashing. No, just kidding. Kelly, this is the most downloaded podcast that we've ever had. How did happen? <laughs> Um, you're getting all the tags and the metadata right for it <laughs> yes yes but email is definitely the best way um to get in touch with me and just because of the time difference there may be a little bit of oh, lag in time before I get back to you but don't worry I am definitely reading the emails and responding to them it just may take a little bit longer than somebody that lives in the same time zone yeah I can vouch for it. super efficient <laughs> super super efficient so um is there anything else you want to share with us on the podcast about your job or you or anything at all I don't think so but I definitely think um I guess there is you should um if you haven't worked with Jen before I think you should um her business is very interesting and her book is very interesting and I think you should definitely um not just reach out to myself but reach out to Jen as well because she can help you make your life awesome and oh. relaxing. Washing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you so much. No, but seriously, I've read, you know, I, when I've been updating your website and, and doing things for your book and uploading your podcast, I think to myself, if I was in Scotland, I would be a yoga class, a yoga class or a Pilates class. I would be where Jen is and letting her help me <laughs> get my stuff together. Um, I'm sad she lives so far away. <laughs> you can come over and visit anytime. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> you can come into the studio and we can do our classes in the studio and it'll be all cool. Yes, and your studio. When I see pictures of your studio, I think it looks so like inviting and cozy. And if I was going to do Pilates or yoga with Jen, I would definitely want to be in your little studio because it's so cozy looking and <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. So I'm going to thank you very much for being on the podcast. Today. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much to Kelly for joining me on today's podcast. How amazing is she? If you are looking for some help with the operations of your business, then please get in touch with Kelly. The our email address is in the show notes, but it's Kelly at evenkeelops.com. 
and you can also find it on social media under even keel ops so thank you so much for tuning in i hope if you're listening to this on christmas eve i hope you have a fantastic christmas day and have a lovely festive period and remember if you have enjoyed this podcast or you really enjoy the podcasts that you've listened to remember to subscribe so that you never miss another episode and you can leave a little heart on soundcloud or if you could please 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 head over to itunes and leave a five star review it's just so that people can find this podcast easier when itunes see that people are getting five star reviews they are more inclined to give it a little boost and a little bit of promotion so anything at all that you can do to help get this message and get all the messages that all the guests have had out to share i would be grateful and highly appreciative okay have an awesome christmas bye